money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money, David. So we've been doing this show, um, I don't know, for a couple months now, and one of the biggest things in terms of feedback is they want to know why I call you Reb. So I'm going to spell it for all the listeners. It's R-E-B. It is short form for Rebecca. We won't tell the story or the history of that, but we're going to talk some money today. Reb. There you go. Yes. (laughs) Now now you know. My name is Rebecca. Yes. uh, Biblical Rebecca. Well, yes. I think you're pretty biblical. (laughs) Speaking of which, what a great segue. Well, there you go. As we traditionally start the show, we want to look into scripture. We're talking about money, but we're also talking about money in light of what scripture says. Reb and I don't make this up. We look into scripture. There's 2,350 verses in scripture that talk about money and possessions, how to use it, how to spend it everything about it and we like to give you just a little snippet every time we do the show and if you've noticed i don't always pick verses that are directly related to money because money and heart go hand in hand so today's um come from first john 3 verse 16 to 18 by this we know love because he laid down his life for us and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And those verses are pretty straightforward and to the point. Uh, about how to love people. But we've been talking during the month of December about generosity, and we've mentioned stewardship. We had Ray in in December, and we were talking about stewardship. And if you want to understand whether you're a steward or not, I think you have to look hand-in-hand with love and what does Scripture say. And this, these verses talk about shutting up your heart toward people who have a need. And this is so, I mean, this is close to my heart because I'm like the practical guy, right? So I love this verse because it's, it's the practical expression, love, money, resources, stewardship, you know, like right. it's kind and of loving, all-encompassing. And loving in word and deed and in truth. Mm-hmm. That's what's interesting about these verses. That's because, the hard part. Yeah, because sometimes you love, you love in deed, but it comes with truth sometimes that you know, we don't even want to face. We don't want to direct people or admonish people and say, you know, maybe there's a shift in your life. You know, you have financial trouble. I guess that's what we do at More Than Enough. I was just going to say, (laughs) one of my mantras here at More Than Enough with all of the coaches, uh, and here's a little uh, disclaimer. If you're going to call More Than Enough, because we're going to ask you to do that uh, during the show, but if you're going to call, you're going to get the truth 
in love, right? right? And you'll get it in deed and mm-hmm. in truth. But I mm-hmm. guess for the listeners and for you and I, you know, even talking about it today, do we shut our heart up to the needs of others? And if we do, we need to go, we look, need to face it and mm-hmm. say, I'm, I, there's a need and I'm ignoring it. I'm turning my head and I don't want to look at it. Um, but we can look at the first verse because the first verse is really our example. By this we know love because Christ laid down his life for us. Everything about stewardship and generosity is a laying down of our own way mm-hmm. and our own life and our sacrifice. And again, I go back to November 11th because that's still ringing in my head, the sacrifice of love. Right. And right. this is what it is. And today we have a great special guest who... Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, is uh, is an example in how to love in word and in deed. And so before in truth. we get to our guest, I want to back up November eleventh show. Yes. So if you're you're looking for it, it's on the website at More Than Enough. It's on CHRI's archive, chri.ca. Talking about November eleventh, we we had a guest on in Mike Hayes honoring the veterans but incredible show love that show we reference that show all the time all the time Uh, but we're today we we're talking about stewardship so we have a stewardship expert in the in the studio <laughs> with us. He did threaten to leave the, the room if we called him that. I so. locked the door. So Lauren Jackson is with us this morning. And truly, to me, he is a stewardship expert. He's the president of the Canadian National Christian Foundation, which exists solely to about this idea of stewardship. Uh, I've spent lots of time with Lauren and and the entire atmosphere, aura, heart, whatever word you want to call, stewardship is the core of what the Canadian National Christian Foundation. So before I take all your thunder, Lauren, one more accolade that I can say is, is you're the author of a book on stewardship. I mean, you've written the book. Okay, maybe not the book, but a book. So welcome, Lauren. The book's called After the Faith Decision, All All Else is Stewardship. And so welcome, Lauren. Well, thank you, David. And uh, all of that stuff about experts, strike all that from the record. (laughs) I'm just learning it like everybody else. Well, one of the things I appreciate about you, Lauren, and and is, is that we started with scripture. I know that scripture is where you go to, to answer those stewardship questions. It's, it's where you get your resources. So when we get talking, we're, we're both talking about the scriptures and saying, what is scripture? What say did you about this? So I just appreciate that. Well, thank you, David. And I, I got to tell you, it's, um, it's kind of an inter- it's a very interesting subject to me. And I think it's interesting to most people. But most people see stewardship as a bad thing, I think. Mm-hmm. I think we have m- maligned stewardship into a bad role. We call it uh, fundraising at the church. It's Stewardship mm-hmm. Sunday. It's something about trying to raise funds for the building fund. That's a stewardship event. So, But that's not what stewardship is. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wrote the book. I mean, what, I wrote the book for two reasons. One is stewardship is a lot more than money. Mm-hmm. Stewardship is an all-life experience. As, as a believer, everything that happens is about stewardship. Mm-hmm. Everything that I'm responsible for, everything that God has entrusted to me. So that was one of the reasons, and that really came out of the fact that I felt, you know what, I can't think of any book that's written about stewardship 
that isn't all about money. Mm. And so I, so I decided I needed to write one. The other one was, the other reason, I find that people, um, I would say it this way, I, I call it the consumption assumption. Right. The consumption assumption is that because God gave it to me, I assume that it's mine to spend. And therefore, I should just consume more, 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 more. Right. And I constantly hear this. I can't afford to give. If I had more, I'd give. Well, the truth is, experience on that shows that's not true. Mm. That the more people make, that's not the more they give. In fact, the more they spend on consumption. Mm -hmm. So I call it the consumption assumption. I just assume that God gave it to me, so I should consume it. Right. And that was another reason I wrote the book, to say, hey, God gave you, maybe he raised your uh, standard. He didn't give you the money to raise your standard of living. He gave it to you to raise your standard of giving. Right. I, now, I pause. That's when we, we, we have to repeat. So you're going to say it slowly for us people that need to digest that one. So say it again. Well, I just think that sometimes when our income goes up, we need to realize that God didn't give us more income to raise our standard of living, but to actually raise our standard of giving. And doesn't that just tie into the verse that, that Rebecca just wrote about seeing the need of others and, and oh, wow, extra money came in. And that may not be in a, in a paycheck. That may be in from somewhere else. And we go, okay, good. I can spend that on me yeah. or spend that on something that I've been desiring. And God's going, wait a minute, I gave you that money so you'd be prepared to steward it because I have this coming down in the next week, in the next two weeks, in the next three weeks. You don't know what that is. And so when we're talking about that, we may have to just take make the assumption that if more money comes in, let's ask the Lord what it's for. Yeah, and isn't that a little bit the heart of stewardship? It is, exactly. And I was standing in line yesterday waiting to buy some milk. And I was uh, struck by the fact that two gentlemen in front of me were both buying lottery tickets. So Mm. I watched how much they paid, over $60 in total between the two of them for lottery tickets. And I'm thinking, what a waste of money. (laughs) What a horrible way to try to, you know, and I'll bet if you talk to those gentlemen, they would tell you how, well, if I win this, I'm going to, I'd give a lot to charity. (laughs) Yeah. It's very interesting you mentioned that because I heard on the radio the other day and I thought, how are we going to get this into the show? But they're (laughs) they're giving gift cards now. OLG, the Ontario Lottery Corporation, Corporation is giving gift cards. So if you don't, they are advertising. If you don't know what to give, give a gift card for a lottery ticket. I was like, what? Now, any of you, this is not to guilt any of you who do buy lottery tickets, but you do need to take a straightforward look. What do you call lottery tickets? Poor man's tax. Yes. That's, you know, we've, we've, uh, I've often said that in terms of, again, uh, hey, if, if we are talking about stewardship here right now, and, and if we are responsible to the Lord, if we stewardship, one of the core issues, and, and Lauren, we've had this discussion many times, is, is it's all the Lord's money. Amen. And so when, when we say that, we, we are responsible for, before the Lord for how we spend the money. So then we bring the Lord and we say, Lord, every spending decision I want to make I want to make that a spiritual one. I want to make that that I can bring to the the throne of heaven and say, here, this is what I, this is what I did with the resources that you gave me. Whether it's money, whether it's time, whether it's talents, whether it's opportunities, we want to present ourselves be blameless before the Lord. So, 
you know, how does lottery ticket fit into that? And I'm going to just leave it there. <laughs> just leave it there. But uh, why don't I go back to, to Lauren, to your book. So after the faith decision, all else is stewardship. Um, I know, and I'm going to give the little plug there. CNCF has got a number of copies available. If you want a copy, reach out to cncf.com. CA. CA. I, I always want to say org, but uh, cncf.ca, and uh, you can get that resource there. As listeners know, I like to give resources or direct them to resources. So, Yes, thank you. Well, it's uh, it was fun writing it, but uh, I think I wrote two books when I wrote it, my first <laughs> and my last. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what the Canadian National Christian Foundation does. We've talked about stewardship, and, and so how, does, how do those two match? Yes. Well, the Canadian National Christian Foundation is actually something I started after I sold my business. And the reason I did was because when I sold the business, I had a bunch of, first of all, let me back it up. My wife and I had gone away and said, okay, how much is enough? Mm. We need to answer the question, how much is enough? How much is enough for us? If we ever sell this business, how much would be enough for us to retire on? Well, we concluded what the number would be and said, well, you know, when we sell this business, as long as God gives us that much, then we could retire and go do his work and not have to draw a paycheck. Well, that part I f have fulfilled. The, the, the part that surprised me was when the business sold, it sold for way more than I ever imagined. Well, I knew that wasn't mine, and, I, and I'm, I'm pretty happy that, that God prompted us to answer that question early because I'm not so that generous. I might have kept a little more of it <laughs> off the table <laughs> had, had I known what it was worth. But I, you know, when I'm putting the number on it, I'm thinking, well, if I ever got that, I'd be thrilled. Yeah, well, we got it. And more. In fact, more than double that. Well, I knew that wasn't mine. Mm -hmm. So we gave it away. Mm -hmm. but, but what we did is we set up the Canadian National Christian Foundation and put it in there and Nobody told me that a foundation takes 10 years to break even So <laughs> before I started, but, but it ended up funding the, the, the charity or the ministry for the first 10 years, and now it, of course, funds itself. But mm -hmm. that all started out of the fact that I had a bunch of cash and public stock that I had to give away. I figured, hey, there may be other business people who want to give to a Christian foundation as well. So that's how I got it started. So really, you know, and that's why we talk when we're talking about stewardship and, and resources, we're, we're saying, hey, there is a mechanism, there, there's a foundation, there is a way that if you have decided, you've said, hey, this is how much I... My, how much is enough, that there's a way that you can say, all right, the rest... I need help managing. I need help um, working that through. And that's what your team at the Canadian National Christian Foundation does, is, is they, they work and they ask the tough questions and they ask the easy questions and they, they create, a, in a sense, a, a stewardship plan for not just the resources that we have today. One of the things that I love about my interaction with the, the Canadian National Christian Foundation is is this idea that we give out of our cash versus out of our assets. So often we think, okay, I go to church on Sunday and I'm going to give my tithe or my 10% to the church, and that's out of my cash, and that's great. But we have a significant amount of resources that are in 
in a sense hidden money it's it's in assets it's it's not i can't feel it touch right, it right. right and and yet we need to steward that well and so that's a, a lot of the questions that uh, that the Canadian National Christian Foundation asks are around, what about those assets? What about those things that, in a sense, are, aren't quite as obvious, and what are you doing with those? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's, it's easy to uh, use a foundation because it's kind of like opening a bank account. You, mm. you come to the foundation, you put your money in it, and then you tell us who to write the checks to. I, I say a foundation is a conduit between the donor and the charity. So it flows funds from the donor to the charity, but does it more efficiently and more effectively than a person could do on their own. Mm -hmm. So can you just explain, because we're hearing this, but people are like, well, what does a foundation do? And is this, Mm -hmm. if you can just explain maybe how this works. Sure. So a person sells a business and they may have a, a huge tax issue that this year. Or they maybe have sold a piece of property and they have a huge tax issue this year. But maybe it's late in the year and they're going, i got to give away a lot of money out of this, mm-hmm. this large, uh, sta- uh, not a state, but uh, property that I've sold. This right. large property I've sold, mm-hmm. I've got a lot of money coming in, but I want to give my tithe or whatever percent they want to give out of that. But they're going, you know, if I have to give away a hundred grand out of this sale of this business this year, and it's now November, I don't know where I'm going to give that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I need the tax receipt this year. Mm -hmm. So what that person would do is they would put their money in the foundation, get a tax receipt from us immediately, and then they can give that money out next year, the year after, whenever they want. So it's already in a charitable purpose. It's there Mm -hmm. for them to give out to whoever they want, but they've got their tax receipt, so it solved their problem. And another one, quickly, that we do is we have a donor who uses it that used to write a lot of checks to a lot of charities hmm. across Canada, but then they had to chase the receipts. Oh, I don't didn't get my receipt from all the charities. Now they write one check to us. We write the multiple checks to all the charities, okay. but we don't need receipts. Mm-hmm. So there's nobody chasing receipts anymore. So it made their life a lot simpler. Okay. So, you know, in, in a nutshell, one of the ways that a foundation helps is just makes giving easier, right? right? Yeah. And, and and makes it more efficient, makes it easier. You're dealing with some people that understand your heart. You're dealing with people that, that are asking the, the good stewardship questions and what's going on. And, and then makes it easy to do that, um, which, you know, hey... If you've been listening to the show, you know I like easy, I like efficient, <laughs> and, and, and I like make sense solutions. And, and you know, not everybody that's listening is going to have 100, 200, a half a million dollars to give away. This show still has some, you still need to listen because the core of what we're talking about today is stewardship, is about taking the resources that you do have and managing them well. And so we've just highlighted that just for a few minutes uh, what a foundation does, why it doesn't, and how that can help you efficiently. We, you can get creative with that in terms of if you want to give some money away, uh, hey, we can, you know, the, the people the foundation will help make that happen and, and what that looks like. So I, I might just add also, David, that you could, it could be as little as five or $10,000 but the advantage to somebody doing that is they get their family involved with them in distributing that afterwards. So you put 
five or ten grand in, and at the end of the year you say, okay, I got my receipt. Now let's sit down with our kids and plan out what are the things we're going to give that to. Mm-hmm. Now the kids get involved as well and begin to understand mom and dad's stewardship principles, and I think that's important. Oh. And that really leads to to we're coming to the end of the show so i i, I want to get to this piece because this is the part that gets me excited is, is you know when we do estate planning and i know estate planning is really just end of life it's preparing it's leaving a legacy so i'm not old enough to think about my estate and how that's going to play out but i'm old enough to think about my estate and how that's <laughs> going to play out because i need to steward it and so having this conversation while i'm alive with my children that on the year of my death and we've had again this conversation so many times lauren it is the biggest year that the most money that i will probably make in my life will happen that single year that i that i go to heaven that i die And if I haven't planned that out, if I haven't sat down with my kids and said, this is the legacy that Reb and I want to leave in terms of the resources that God has given us, if we don't do that while we're alive, well, that could cause a problem while we're worshiping the Lord in heaven. Our family may not be worshiping the Lord here on earth, right? Uh, so speak to that for us for just a second on that, uh, that, end, that estate planning piece. Yeah, let me just quickly say that I think when you're listening to this broadcast, you may be going, how come David's going to make so much money in his final year? It isn't that he makes that much money, it's that he gets taxed on that much money in his final year. So therefore, uh, that can create some problems. But, yeah, we have a a program through our sister company, uh, Compass Canada. Mm -hmm. It's called Setting Your House in Order. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a very important program for anybody to go through at any age, whether they're young or old. And because a plan is exactly that. We need to plan out our estate because if we don't, there are there's the tax man that stands there waiting to get a piece of that. Mm -hmm. Most people I talk to. They think they can give to their children or they could give to charity in their estate. No, that's not the way it is. You can give to your children and the government or you can give to your children and charity. Mm-hmm. Your choice. But mm-hmm. if without a plan, it'll be the first one. There yeah. won't be any choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So setting your house in order, and you can get that at compasscanada.org. So great resource. I love resources, right? And, and saying... This is something that really, uh, and again, one of the things that uh, from our conversations, uh, Lauren, was that we don't realize how much we actually have to manage uh, in terms of that estate planning. Right. Yeah. It's some of that, what I talked about earlier, some of that hidden money, some of that money that we don't actually, we don't see the tangible things and then we start adding it up and we go, oh my goodness, that's a pretty big chunk of money, you know? and, and I better make sure that I, I manage that well, that it gets to, and if, I'm a, if, I, if it's close to my heart to give to charity or to give somewhere while I'm alive, again, scripture very clearly says that we need to leave an inheritance to our children's children. There's a legacy that we wanna leave. And that doesn't happen without planning. That doesn't happen without some sort of resource. And so compasscanada.org has a full on, nice little packaged up, hey, this is how you walk through that estate planning piece. And it's it's the set your house in order uh, curriculum. While you guys are talking, I'm just thinking about our acronym 
uh, face. Financial awareness creates empowerment. And I just have this feeling, because people don't normally deal with their debt or want to face their bank accounts, they're not even thinking about their end of life or even if they have a will or all of those right. things. Mm-hmm. So I guess our encouragement, because we want to bring you hope and freedom today, is that we just want to encourage you to get on with that planning. And there was a question I had for for Lauren, because we hear lots of stories in our life and in our circles and our experience, how family estate planning goes badly because it's either not done or not done well. And what can you say to that? How does that happen? Why do we just, or why are we unable to face it? Well, of course, it's uh, death and taxes. <laughs> Two things we want to, don't want to talk about. But I think the, the bottom line is people think that it will create disharmony in the family. But if they don't have a plan, that creates more disharmony in the family. And I want to just say to your listeners that if you don't have a will, get one. Because the government has a will for you, and you may not like what will happen with it. So please, get a will. I don't care how young you are. If you have any asset whatsoever, mm-hmm. get a will done. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I say that to, to those young couples that, you know, come in their meeting and they want to they do it right. And, and one of the first things I say is, is as soon as you get an asset or a child, <laughs> child can be an asset too, right. you need a will of some sort. It doesn't have to be complicated, but it just you just need to start stewarding that, that right away in terms of that, that asset. Absolutely. Yeah. And Lauren mentioned already earlier to us before the show that when you have your meeting with your family, you you aren't going to ask permission from mm-hmm. your kids or those involved. You you're mm-hmm. coming as a steward. There's a different a- a atmosphere that you're bringing to a meeting. We are stewarding what God's given. This is what He's telling us to do. You don't have to agree with us, but we're letting you know in advance. Because we don't want the conflict. We don't, we don't want to be rejoicing in heaven while you're tearing your hair out on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I say to people, so will your children be hugging each other six months after you're gone? That's the question. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we're going to leave. Are we going to leave it with that bombshell? <laughs> on that bombshell, if you if you listen to Top Gear, which is one of my favorite shows, on that bombshell, it's time to, to pray. <laughs> so why don't we have a moment of prayer? And, and, you know, some homework that we can do is, one, go to compasscanada.org. Setting your house in order is the curriculum. Go through it, just the two of you, you and your spouse, you yourself, and and Absolutely. just audit it and, and see what, and then share it with your friends. If it really is powerful, and I know it will be powerful, share it with your friends. Um, cncf.ca, uh, get Lauren's book, After the Faith Decision, All Else is Stewardship. Easy read, it's a thin book. You can do it in a weekend, and it will, it will transform your stewardship and how you think about it. Let's pray. Lord, we want to just thank you for your grace. We want to thank you that you are the king of everything. Your word says that everything in the world is yours. And so we just today are going to take a a step back. We're going to raise our hands and we're going to say, Lord, show us how to steward the resources that you have given us here on earth so that it glorifies you in heaven. And so, Lord, we pray that in Christ's name. What a Amen. great conversation. Thanks uh, for being here, Lauren. Thanks for being here, Lauren. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. 
So as we wrap up, a couple things. Morethanenough.ca. If you want some some real practical help, go to morethanenoughca. And ask your questions. Ask your Send questions. Send us a question. We'll help you. If you're on Facebook, we'll take those questions on Facebook. And we're collecting some of those questions so that we can get them on the air, so that we can get the right experts on the air like we've had Lauren today. And, and we're going to answer those questions. Anything else that we need to do... Re- Reb, before we end, Let's Talk Money. No, I think we'll just see you next week. See you next week. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.